Well, hello, God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Uh, we are back again for what we've been calling Wednesday Night Wednesday Night Live. Um, so if you are watching us live, welcome. You can let us know where you're watching from. It'd be good to hear from you. Or if you have any questions or anything like that, that we can answer for you tonight in regards to uh, you know, a practical walk with the Lord, not on here trying to be the Bible answer man or, you know, go deeply theological into too many different subjects, but would sure love to answer any questions that might help you in your walk with the Lord or in your daily life. And also would like to open it up for prayer. Uh, if you have a prayer request, um, something that you would like for us to pray with you about, um, I'd be glad to do that as well. But the only way I'll see that is if you go ahead and fill out a comment in the comment section if you're on Facebook or you know in the chat section if you're on YouTube. Uh, they are the two places that we are streaming to tonight. Ordinarily, I have a little banner going across the bottom, which right now, having technical difficulties in finding that banner, so I might have lost it. But anyway, all it is is it lets you know that uh, what I just said to you, that we'd love to pray for you or uh, help you out in any way that we can. Um, and it also says if you'd like to remain anonymous and you just want to email a question, um, I can uh, respond to you via email as well. So Dave at A Love Outreach is my direct email address, or you can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, where you can fill out the contact form there, and um, I will get that email as well. So... Anyway, without much further ado, typically what I've been doing is just kind of to wait and see if anybody's going to comment. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I've got, um, oh gosh, there's over, I don't even know what the number is now, a number of teachings that are out there, well over 300 teachings that are out there in podcast form. You can find us on any podcast platform that you might deal with. We're pretty much on all of them. Um, and also there's, you know, maybe 110 teachings or something like that that are on YouTube in video format. So um, if you would like more in-depth teachings from the Bible, uh, I do teach verse by verse through the Bible and in different books. What I, what I was getting ready to say is what I've been doing is kind of reading the Bible on here as well to kind of fill some air time waiting to see if anybody's going to ask any questions or need any prayer because that's specifically what this is about tonight. But tonight what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump into a question that got emailed to me. I have actually several questions here that I could choose from. Um, but one kind of goes right in line with something that was on my mind, um, you know, pretty much throughout the week. And the question here that someone is asking is, if someone tries to be a Christian, but always go, goes back to being their same old self, isn't it better to stop trying? Well, I mean, I think that the, the quick answer would be no, it's not better to stop trying, but I 
think there is a better answer. And, and like I said, that kind of falls in line with a topic that's been on my mind this week. And that is the topic of repentance, you know, and what it truly means to repent and to come to Christ. When I think about trying to be a Christian, um, I think I understand the question, you know, where maybe you're trying to do good works, trying to do what's right, but maybe you got things going on in your life, things going on in your household or whatever, where it just doesn't seem right. Well, I've kind of got good news for you in that. And that is, in one sense, that is that nothing goes right. I mean, we live in a fallen world and there's no temptation that has overtaken you than such as common to man. All of us go through trials and tribulations, but kind of getting back onto the topic here of, you know, trying and, and coming back to the subject of repentance. Um, repentance means really dying to yourself. I mean, it starts, repentance starts with dying to yourself. So instead of trying, we really need to focus on dying. And of course, I'm not talking about our physical death. That's going to take care of itself at some point in time in our lives. But the bigger fight is dying to ourself, dying to our fleshly nature, our own carnal mind, uh, you know, having this um, this mindset or this attitude that we are the captain of our ship, that we are in control of our lives and we are the Lord of our lives. Well, that goes against what the Bible teaches from the standpoint of Jesus is Lord. You see, Jesus being Lord means that he's in control of your life. He is the one you bow to. He is the one that you obey. He is the one that you honor and pay homage to um, in the way that you live your life. And that requires repentance. Now, a lot of times people don't really understand. Uh, a lot of people have the attitudes like, why do I need to repent? I've never murdered anybody. Um, I've never even stole anything in my life, maybe. Or people can you know, come up with the major sins and say, well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It's like the guy that came to Jesus and said, you know, what must I do to be saved? You know, and he, he said, I kept all the law. I'm kind of paraphrasing all this, but he said he did that. He kept all the law. He did this. And Jesus said, okay, this, do this. Go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. And the guy went away sad because he had great riches. So there was something with inside that person that he didn't want to let go of everything and make Jesus the Lord of, him, of his life. Now, the point here isn't that you have to sell all that you have. Jesus saw this man's heart and he knew where this man really was. You know, and that's the way he, he is in our lives as well. He, he knows what is within us. He knows who we really are. That's why when you do come to him, there becomes this process in your life where the Lord begins to work within you. And the scripture says that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And it also says that, um, that it is God who works in us, he works in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. You see, so often we want our good pleasure, but that's not, a person that has died to themselves, right? That might be that person that is trying to be a Christian, is trying to do this or that, right? But coming to Christ is 
dying. It is taking up the cross and following after him. And it begins with repentance. Now, I want to read to you from uh, Matthew chapter 3, the gospel of Matthew chapter 3. I'm just going to read a verse, two verses here. It starts out in Matthew chapter 3 by saying, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, this is the first time in the Bible that you see the word repent. The first time, I'm sorry, I back up. First time in the New Testament that you see the word repent, okay? John the Baptist said it. Jesus came along, said the same thing. The gospel begins with the word repentance, the good news. We're repenting, right? We're turning from something. Well, the word repent, um, the Greek word is uh, met, metanaeho, Metanaeho. And why do I bring up the Greek word? Well, if you don't know, the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. The New Testament was originally written in Greek. So, you know, when you go back and you look at the original Greek word and you look up the definition of that word, it's just a deeper way to study certain words in the Bible to find out, well, what does that really mean? Like, for example, the word repent. We might hear that. You might hear people on a corner shouting it out, repent, right? And John the Baptist came along saying, repent, telling people to repent. Well, that Greek word, that original Greek word is a word that means to change your mind, okay? You're saying, I'm going to go now in a new direction, a different direction. I'm dying to myself. I'm taking up the cross. I am not the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. So now I will base my life from this point on, on his commands and his will for my life and his guidance and his direction, which he will do in our lives if you are committed and submitted to him as Lord, as your master, as your king, right? And you are bowing your hearts to him and being led by him. So we're going and we're changing our mind, right? Or we're... Um, yeah, we're changing our mind and we're, we're going from going in disobedience to God. And now you might say, well, see, a lot of people, again, have trouble with that thing of thinking they're wrong or they're a bad person or whatever, you know, and a lot of people have that attitude like, hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a bad person. But here's the thing, though, and here's where the scripture puts us all on the, in the same boat, right? It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the mark. That's the mark, the glory of God. And we all miss that. We all fall short. To sin means to miss the mark. You miss that bullseye, right? You, you, you didn't quite make it there. And the Bible makes it plain and clear that all have sinned. So no one can say, I haven't sinned, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of where it is here. I'm looking at First um, John, First John chapter one. Let me read this to you. This is from the epistle. The word epistle is just a word that means a letter. In the New Testament, toward the back of your Bible, you can look this up. First John chapter one. It says this. 
It says, this is the message which we have heard from him, speaking of Jesus. So this was John speaking, who spent time in the presence of Jesus. He said, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You see, that's what we have to understand about the glory of God and who he is. He's perfect, he's pure, he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing. You know, he's far, 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 far greater than we can ever be, right? And, and he says here in verse six, he says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, here's the part I wanted to get to. If we say that we have no sin, and a lot of people, again, like I said, fall into that category where they think, well, I'm not that bad. My good outweighs my bad. But the Bible's not about that. It does not matter at all if the good you do in your life outweighs the bad you've done in your life. Not from a scriptural standpoint. And I really encourage you to read the Bible yourself and to see this. But um, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Why? Why would the truth be not in us? Well, I quoted to you earlier from Romans where it says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's what the word of God says. So if we say, well, I don't have no sin that can keep me out of heaven. I don't know how, have no sin that can keep me from eternal life. We lie. First of all, we're deceiving ourselves and, you know, and the truth is not in us, the scripture says. Okay. Then it goes on to say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, he says here in verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So there's an important thing right there. The word of God must be in in us, right? So that's why I constantly point you to the word of God, right? Um, so again, so we're with repentance, we're changing our mind and we're saying, I can't do it. Going back to the question here that I got again, he says, um, let me just kind of refresh my own memory here. If someone tries to be a Christian but always goes back to being their same old self, isn't it better to stop trying? No, it's better to start dying, right? Or just die to yourself. Take up the cross and say, it's no longer me. He, John the Baptist made this statement. He said, he must, speaking of Jesus, he said, he must increase and I must decrease. And that's how we come into a relationship with the Lord. We repent. We change our minds. We say, you know what? It, it, it doesn't even matter. Again, you may have been brought up in a certain religion, brought up in a certain church, brought up you know, under certain traditions, you know, your parents brought you up in or whatever, but the Bible speaks of none of that. The Bible calls all men, all people to repent and to come to Jesus Christ and to make him Lord of your life and the King of your heart, King of your life, who you're bowing down to. Unfortunately, being a people 
in the modern day who don't understand what it means to live under a king, you know, um, it's hard for us to picture how we really should be living before Jesus, right? We should be bowing the knee to him, worshiping him, praising him, and being willing to say, I am keeping your commandments, Lord. I am going to do what you tell me to do. I am going to live how you want me to live. And how can we know it without reading the Bible? Well, you could be taught it through the traditions of different religions or things like that, right? But it's a matter of your own heart, right? You see, you can come to Christ just as you are, but you're, com but you're coming to Christ, when you do, you're coming to Christ with the mindset that I'm now gonna change my mindset. It's not gonna be about what I think anymore. Proverbs, uh, it's actually in Proverbs 14, I taught that earlier today. Um, and you've heard me quote it a million times if you've watched me at all, but there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. So to us, you know, we think our ways are good. We think we're good enough. Yeah, like I said earlier, my good outweighs my bad, so I'm good enough. But we're, but we're not realizing what the standard is or, or where the bar has been set. It's the holiness of God right? That's what we need to attain to. And we miss the mark. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So to repent is we're willing to change our mindset. And that's what I mean when you hear me or, you know, what the Bible speaks of when it talks about dying to yourself. And I want to say hello to Isaac again, who's in Oregon, USA. I'm glad you specified that's the USA. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. It's good to have you here again, Isaac. God bless you. Um, so again, you know, we, we've got to be careful when we think that the gospel message is only about just getting to heaven and that's all it's about right and and being good enough to get to heaven and 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 if i follow these rules and i do this or i do that i'm going to make it there now the gospel message is about not really about what you've been delivered from though that is a you know a big part of the gospel message we've been delivered from the sin and death, the power of Satan in our lives. But what have we been saved for? We've been saved for the glory of God. We've come into a kingdom. He has transformed them, transformed us. He's renewed us in the spirit of our minds. We come out of the darkness of this world and that life of like I said, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps and you're the captain of your ship and you're the master of your life. And we say, no, it's no longer about that anymore. I'm done with that. That's the dying part. That's the dying to yourself part. The part that says, I'm done with that. So hopefully that addresses that question. Um, in regards to the question, even Paul never considered himself to have arrived. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a marathon, not a sprint, David says. Amen. Um, truce, I don't think that's a question, right? Did I read that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. So, yeah, true statement, right? It's, we got a long way to go, right? It's not like we come to Christ, you know, and, and boom, that's it. You know, we're, we're out of here and we're with him for all eternity in his presence. That's not the case. We've got, to, like David is saying here, we've got to continue to fight the fight. We've got to stay the course, right? Paul said, I've not arrived, you know? The destination, it's not over yet. We, we're not done. I gotta keep going. And Paul said that at the end of his life, right? Where he had fought the fight. He, he stayed the course. He ran the race. And he uses that type of terminology. He even said, I beat my body into submission, right? Because it's a matter of, you know, in this life, there's constantly gonna be temptation, there's constantly going to be trials. There's constantly going to be those things that, you know, set us off, maybe have the, you know, potential to make us angry, make us despair, make us depressed, you know, all of that kind of stuff can happen. So we have to fight the fight. How do we fight the fight? It's, again, it's every day dying to ourselves. We take up the cross daily and I say, I'm not going to give in. You know, my fleshly nature is still here day after day after day. And we want to be selfish often. And we want to look and say, how do I get out of this situation? Or, you know, how do I cut corners here? How can I cheat? How can I lie? How can I just get through this? Or how can I just discard, you know, this set of circumstances in, our, in my life, whatever it may be, right? How do I just get rid of it so I can be happy? So I can have what I want. That's not what a life in Christ is. Again, you're dying to yourself. You know, uh, I remember when I first came to Christ, you know, 36 years ago, whatever it was now. And I remember just, you know, having like a mental picture in my head of, um, you know, that if anyone wanted to know the Dave Nelson that once was, they're gonna, it was like they have to go visit a grave site because he's dead, you know? Now, does that mean that at, you know, at that very moment I became perfect in every way? No, not at all. I just got on a different course. I, I repented, I changed my mind. I changed my mind and began going in a different direction, having a different mindset. So, um, yeah, thanks for the comment there. Does anyone else, I don't know um, who's all watching here. I've only got two people commenting, but um, does anyone have any prayer requests or any other questions that you'd like to ask? You can go ahead and type them in. Um, if not, um, I'm not gonna you know, keep babbling myself here, but I think that that question that I did read um, and I do have like 30 questions here, but that one really went with what was on my mind this week in regards to repentance. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, I keep going back to that. Isn't it better to stop trying? Um, yes and no. Yeah, it's definitely better to stop trying if you just take up your cross and you die to yourself and you realize I can't do it. Uh, my, my, my hope of glory is Christ in me. My hope of 
doing anything right, being anything good, is Christ in me. I need to die to my flesh. I don't need to build up my flesh. I don't need to become a better version of myself. I need to become the dead version of myself. And that's what, again, repentance is. It's, it's, it's changing your mind, you know, and, and trusting in the Lord, making him Lord of your life and king of your life, you know. Prayer for our sick family members here at my house, David says. Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, that again, like I read earlier, like I said earlier, Lord, from your scripture, we can cast all of our cares upon you for you care for us. And how good that is to know, Lord, that you do see every circumstance in our lives, but yet at the same thing, same time, Lord, you're working everything out for good. Everything, every aspect of our lives, Lord, you're taking us through this temporary life that we have, this vapor of a life, Lord, and you're bringing us somewhere else, Lord. So even in trials and even in sickness, Lord, you can be glorified. And Lord, it is such a wonderful thing, Lord, that the body of Christ, Lord, even as we can gather in a, in a place like this, Lord, where we're not even in one another's presence, Lord, but we can bring our request to you. We can make our request known unto you, Lord. And we do that, Lord, on behalf of David here who brings this up in regards to his family, Lord. We pray for his wife, Lord. We pray for his children, for their health, Lord, the health of their bodies, Lord. And just that this sickness, Lord, would just run its course, Lord, and that it would be well with them, Lord. But even while this is going on in their lives, Lord, I pray that you just give them a time of refreshing, Lord, a time of renewal, Lord, a time of rest, Lord. Um, we know that, like I said, all things work together for good, Lord. So there can be good that comes out of this as well, Lord. But we just lift this situation to you. We lift this household to you, Lord. And we just ask for your will to be done in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So any other questions or prayer requests? You know, we've got time here. I'm not in a rush. It's just that... Um, you know, I don't have like prepared teachings here or anything um, to go through, but I did want to touch on the topic of, I did make a couple notes in regards to um, uh, repentance. Uh, also, I want to read to you from Romans chapter six here. Um, Romans chapter six, starting in verse 16, it says, do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey? And that's what I've been talking about here, you know, dying to yourself, taking up the cross and all of that kind of stuff. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? So, here again, right? That's what God requires of us to be obedient to his word. Uh, otherwise, if we're being obedient to ourselves, doing what we want, we want, then that sin is leading unto death, a spiritual death where we don't have fellowship with God, you know, as a result because we've not repented, we've not changed our minds and where we're obedient to him. Um, Isaac here in Oregon is saying, I could use prayer for my college starting up again 
near the end of this month. Awesome. Yeah, let's pray about that. Lord God, we we come with Isaac right now in prayer, Lord, and we thank you for this young man. We thank you for the direction that um, he has chosen, that you have placed upon his heart, Lord, to go. I pray, Lord, that you will lead and guide him in every step of the way, Lord, as he's uh, beginning something new here, or I don't know if it's a second year or what it is for Isaac here, Lord. But anyway, Lord, in everything that lies ahead for him, Lord, we just pray that you will make his path straight, Lord. Your word says that if we acknowledge you in all of our ways, Lord, that you will make our path straight. So we just come in agreement with Isaac, Lord, asking that you will just Make his path straight in this situation, Lord. This time of life goes by so rapidly, Lord, and and there's much work ahead for him, I'm sure, and much studying to do and all that, Lord. But again, Lord, in this you have a plan and a purpose, and we thank you for that, Lord. But I do pray for his mind, Lord. I pray for him to be able to focus on his schoolwork, Lord, to be diligent, Lord, um, and to not be distracted by maybe a lot of things that could go on around him, Lord. Lord, I pray that he will enjoy the time and have times of refreshment and rest as well, Lord. But just also, Lord, that he will have time of focus when it comes to his study, Lord, that he can complete these courses here that will be set before him, Lord. So we just bring that before your throne tonight as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So yeah, keep asking questions or keep asking for prayer. And uh, I'm just going to fill the time with the word of God here. Okay. Verse 17 of uh, Romans chapter six, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin. So there was a, there's a past tense, right? And there's a past tense for anybody that has repented and come to faith in Jesus Christ. There's something of the past where the scripture says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And this says, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, right? And again, It's as simple as thinking of sin as missing that mark. Don't think of sin as robbing the store, beating up old ladies, or I don't know, you know, all these major sins or whatever that you you can think of, you know, but just missing the mark. And we all sin and we all miss the mark, right? Um, Yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. This is the Apostle John saying, hey, a doctrine was delivered to you. Where do we find that doctrine? We find it from the apostles, written in the pages of the Bible. The apostles that were chosen directly by Jesus Christ. Let me emphasize that because there's many people today that say they're apostles, okay? But the apostles that we that we read their writings or are to follow what they say are those that were directly chosen by Jesus Christ. And we have all of their writings written down in the pages of the Bible, and he says that you obeyed that doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, it says, you became slaves of righteousness. Do you see? Do you see that? Whether you know it or not, when you're without Christ, you're a slave to sin because we're missing the mark. We're falling short of the glory of God. All of us do, right? So, 
But when we're in Christ and we change our mind and now we repent, right? We change our mind and we now say, I'm going to be obedient. Well, then we become slaves to righteousness because now we're looking at how do I continue to do good? How do I, as David mentioned earlier, how do I continue to fight the fight of faith, right? You know, knowing that, you know, okay, all the way till the end of our lives, we're going to be saying, well, I haven't arrived yet because I still got to fight the fight. I haven't arrived yet. If I'm alive tomorrow, I haven't arrived. If I'm alive the next day, I haven't arrived because I got to continue to fight the fight of faith. And now I am a slave to righteousness, slave to obedience. Now look at what the Apostle Paul says here in verse 19. Again, I'm reading from Romans chapter six right now. He says, I speak in human terms. In other words, when he's using these words like slave here, he's saying, I'm, I'm speaking in human terms. I'm trying to give you, you know, a picture here of what it's like. I speak in human terms, he says, because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness, so he's saying our flesh is weak. You heard this, right? The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Our flesh is weak, right? And he says, just as you have presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. In other words, it's just sin after sin after sin, falling short, falling short, falling short. He says, so now, just like you used to do that. So again, he's speaking to somebody that's turned, that's repented, that's changed their mind. And he says, now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Members meaning your body, the parts of your body, everything about yourself, right? Um, make it a slave of righteousness for holiness, Right? That's what we need to be focused on. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. In other words, before, you, before a person comes to Christ and they're all about themselves and they're all about getting what they want and they're all about you know, living the, how they want and sinning and doing whatever, it doesn't matter to them, right? Um, they were free from righteousness. In other words, they, they had no thought about righteousness. They didn't care. They don't care what righteousness was like. They didn't care, but the person that has come to Christ does. They've repented. They die to themselves. They've, in a sense, stopped trying and they're focused to go in a, a new way. What fruit did you have then, he says, in the things of which you are now ashamed? So now he's, a, he's, he's saying, hey, when you come to Christ and you look back on the life you had before Christ or without Christ or before that commitment, okay? And that's, that's a key point because what's coming to mind right now is there are many people that are raised up as Christians. Maybe you have a Christian mother or father or whatever and they trained you up and they raised you up to be a Christian and all that. And you may look back and say, well, you know, I, I didn't do all these bad sins, right? <laughs> Beat up old ladies. I don't know why I said that, right? But I didn't do this type of thing in my life. So what do I have to be ashamed of? We all have to be ashamed of missing the mark and falling short of the glory of God because there's something that greater that God has for that. 
And he says, for the end of those things, in other words, the things that we've missed the mark on in life is death. In other words, it leads to eternal death, separation from God. But he says, but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. So that's what we get for staying the course. That's what we get for repenting, for changing our minds, for becoming slaves of righteousness, for becoming obedient to our Lord, to our master, to bowing before him. And it's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of absolute surrender. And it's a fight. Faith is a fight. We've got to stay the course. We've got to keep pressing on in the Lord. So, if no one has any more comments or questions or prayer requests, um, my voice is getting tired. Had a long day, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, call it a night. But I, like I said, I'll wait another minute here just in case someone does pop up and say they have a prayer request or whatever. But... Um, God bless you all. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, again, if you're interested in more Bible teachings, you can search for a love outreach on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, all the, all the different podcast platforms that are out there. Search for a love outreach and um, you'll probably see my face and you'll know that that's the one to click on. But, um, and then, like I said, we do have, we are on YouTube. And so you can subscribe to us there. And uh, Lord willing, we'll go ahead and do this again next week. Um, I think we're in town in a couple of weeks. We're going to be headed to West Virginia to see a new grandbaby. Um, so we'll be out of town during that time, whenever that is October, first week of October or something like that. But God bless you guys. And um, like I say, if there's anything else I can help you with offline, go ahead and um, send me an email, dave at aloveoutreach.com. Isaac says, that was excellent. Very grateful again for the time you put into this and cracking open the Bible. Amen. I really appreciate you being here, Isaac and David. And uh, I know there's others out there. I just don't know who you are. Um, but we'll go ahead and call tonight. We'll see you next time. God bless. Bye-bye.